The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. So this is The Alpha Sessions. I'm Alan and with me in the studio today, I'm very pleased to welcome Serena Itu. Hello. Thank you for having me, Alan. Thanks so much for coming down to the studio. I've got so much to ask you about. I feel like I could do this interview in about 10 parts because there's there's so much to talk to you about. Um, but let's start at the very beginning, which is a good place to start. Your bio says that you use your music to explore and express the emotions we all experience in our daily lives. So was that the reason that you wanted to get into music in the first place? Yes, I'd say for me, music's always been like my form of releasing emotions and the songs that I've put like the song that I've put out so far Nature for Scene it really is like my own like heartfelt emotions and it helps me to release a lot so I think for me to do that is great and that's my purpose but if it can help other people too mm. then yeah absolutely and um we're going to talk about the fact that you're a life coach as well um which obviously clearly feeds into your music yes. but in terms of how it all started for you did you always have an interest in music and what sort of music were you brought up listening to I've always had an interest in music and I think it was from my mum really that I was inspired by music because she was always playing music around the house and she says she remembers me singing since I was like three years old (laughs) and whenever I watch DVDs back of me when I was really young I'm always singing I'm always dancing I'm always doing something so I think she nurtured it from that but in terms of like the actual music it was just a range of different music really mm. what were you singing to at three years old do you remember what what's on the embarrassing DVDs oh do you remember what you were singing along to oh there's quite a few songs so <laughs> There's one, Robbie Williams, Love Supreme. Oh, yeah. I love that song. And it's weird because I feel like I I wouldn't obviously have known that song at three years old because I I wouldn't even know if that was on the radio, but my mum was playing it around the house. So from that, I'm like, I really liked it. But my mum always used to like play songs and I'd ask her questions about emotions, weirdly enough. Hmm. So a song that stands out is Will Young's Leave Right Now. Yeah. And I'd always say to my mum, why is he sad? Like, why is it, what's this song about? Why is he sad? So I always picked up on, like, the power of emotion that can be expressed in a song. And I think as I grew up, I wanted to, like, use that as well. That's incredible. An early age to be thinking along those lines. But, um, and Robbie Williams is an unusual choice for a three-year-old of us a bit. So, yeah, that's impressive. Um, (laughs) So, so sort of as you've grown up, who would you describe as your main musical influences, would you say? Ooh. I think it changes all the time. I think when I was like really like young, I would say Rihanna because uh, she's just so current and she's amazing now, but when she was younger and I was young, I was like always listening to her. And as as I've grown up, Julia Michaels is a huge mm-hmm. musical influence for me because she sings with emotion and everything's about that and she's a great songwriter and she's become her own artist as well. So I really like the artists that are songwriters and singers too because yeah. it shows they can write for other people but they have their own artist brand and authenticity within their artist brand that they want to convey too. So I'm very curious to know about what your songwriting process is. How do you go about writing a song? Is it literally a very spontaneous, like you wake up one morning and you've got an idea in your head and you write a song or do you tell yourself at the start of the day, I'm going to write a song now and then you wait, then you try and create something. How does it work? That's a good question because it's changed and this is really interesting. So before it would be like I'd have a melody idea in my head and then I'd tell myself, I was given this really good advice from a university friend called Jamie 
And it was the best form of advice that anyone could give me at the time. He told me to keep it simple, stupid. I'd asked for help with jazz piano and improvisation and things like that and how that can be fed into my songwriting. And what he meant by that is don't feel the need to make your songwriting so complex like that you have to do so many things. Like sometimes it can actually take away Mm. the beauty of a song. Mm. So I was inspired by that and I told myself when I had a melody in my head, just write it and I'd go upstairs, that's how Nature for Scene was written, go upstairs, write the song, freely see what comes out and do that. And over the Christmas period, it's changed. So similar as in like the Jamie Peterson, keep it simple, stupid kind of wisdom, but I told myself I'm going to write a song today, had my keyboard out and was just playing around. I did this thing before where I would have 20 minutes and I wrote down any phrases that came into my head random phrases so then when I went to the keyboard to try and find a melody that I liked I took a phrase see if I liked it and then wrote a song from that and I think I've written my best song from one of those sessions so (laughs) it's clearly worked amazingly well for you though because one of the incredible stories amongst many that we're going to talk about was this being selected as one of four people to perform at Paul McCartney's old house when he was part of the Beatles the birthplace of the Beatles basically What an incredible story. So talk us through how that all came about. Yes, so it is a really incredible story. So I was actually doing my NLP training in Liverpool and Julie, her name is, and she was my mentor's wife. And my mum had seen this opportunity whilst we were in Liverpool and she didn't bring it up to me because she knew me so well. And I think I would have just thought oh no, you know, I'm just on my NLP training and things like that. But with NLP, it's all about being your greatest self and stepping into your power. And George, my mentor, had taken me through all of that. So when Julie mentioned to me, there's this opportunity for Sir Paul to perform at Sir Paul McCartney's house, you may get selected as one of the four winners. Even though I thought, I don't know if I would be chosen, I thought to myself, what? an amazing opportunity Mm. Mm. and I'm inspired by the Beatles as well so I thought yes I'm going to apply for it and I I submitted my concept album that I wrote for my university dissertation in memory of my best friend Thomas Quinn Mm. and I told myself when I was submitting it if it's meant to be they will choose me as one of the four winners from my concept album that I did for Thomas so when I got told I was chosen, I thought, okay, that's Thomas guiding that. <laughs> I mean, what an incredibly powerful story. And I want to come back to Thomas in a bit because you've done a lot of amazing sort of fundraising work as part of that as well. But in terms of when you found out you were one of the final four, what was going through your mind at that time? Pressure, presumably, of being performing at such an iconic place. Well, that's something. So the email actually went to my junk box so I didn't know (laughs) I didn't know and I we we were told that we would have we would find out by a particular date around by 10 p.m so it got to 10 p.m and I said to my mum haven't received an email it wasn't meant to be and weirdly enough we were going to Lourdes and the next day which is a spiritual pilgrimage and I just happened to look in my junk box before we were going and then I was like mum like I've been chosen I've been chosen so Again, I was like, oh, what a fantastic opportunity. Went to Lord, said a prayer because I was nervous. Mm. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to the house and 
it's, it's it's a lot so it's whatever you're inspired by and then you write an original song I didn't know what I was going to write you can't really pre-plan anything either so it was whatever I was inspired by and you actually did the writing at the house didn't you is that right you got to write actually in the in the bedroom or the performance room basically yes so we had some time in the afternoon we, in the morning we had like a full tour of the house and everything learnt stories met Mike McCartney mm. and in the afternoon we had like a rotation and we would go into each of the rooms of the house and we would start writing and just time to like see what comes to us and I wrote most of my lyrics in the house from the free writing really I was just writing whatever came to my mind I wasn't putting pressure I heard other people um, singing melodies and I was like oh okay but I just want to focus on articulating what I want to take from the essence of this house and then go to the melody and then pretty much finished it I mean amazing really because not that I'm a songwriter at all but I think if I'd have been in that situation I'd have been so in awe of where I was the last thing I could do is get inspired and think of something on the spot like that did you feel any pressure to like oh I've got to come up with something really good because of where I am I think so I think everyone that all four of us were a bit worried and I think when we were hearing we could hear in the other rooms that I think there was um, an artist called Dullin he was one of the four winners he was singing, he, he got to writing his songs straight away. But I thought for me, no, I really wanted to kind of take in the time to just, like you said, you're in awe of the house, so write down what comes to me. Feelings, yeah. imagination, everything. Wow. And and describe the house itself, because obviously most people will never get to see that, apart from on the outside if you go on the Beatles tour. But um, it's quite a small house, isn't it? It is a tiny house yeah. and they're not lying when they say it's an ordinary house on an ordinary street because even when we kind of drove to see the house, I I didn't really click onto the 42 4th Thing Road. I know 4th Thing Road, but I didn't click onto I was like, where's the 42 on yeah. the house? Thinking that they would have made it like this is the home of Sir Paul McCartney. But no, it, they've kind of tried to keep it really similar, but mm. it is really small, mm. really tiny. But I loved that because I come from Enfield. So when you think about Sir Paul McCartney being um, coming from an ordinary house from an ordinary street, mm. ordinary house from an ordinary street, and there's so many people that everyone kind of starts from from scratch, really, and it shows that you can do anything. So yeah. amazing. That's an amazing story. And it didn't stop there, did it? Because it went on then. Well, you tell the rest of the story. There was four of you, but one of you would go through to the next phase to win the grand prize and obviously that was you so what what happened next so i was chosen to i was invited to go on the buddy holly songwriting retreat in lubbock texas and this was fantastic it was i had the time of my life there because i, I knew i wanted to be an artist anyway and this was all thanks to the national trust that we had the beatles campaign the fourth and sessions and with the Buddy Holly songwriting retreat, we were with different songwriters, and it was it was country based, but we could write in whatever we were inspired by because Buddy Holly, rock and roll, and things like that. And we wrote with different songwriters each day, but we didn't know who we were going to be writing with. And I've one of the songs that I wrote on the retreat. It's with a man named Steve, Steve Gary, and it's going to be a single that I release soon so wow. it's amazing that's very exciting <laughs> if if you could say there was one thing you took away from that trip and there must be many many things but what was the most valuable thing you took away from it would you say 
be open to co-writes. I had so much fun. I had so much fun writing with different people and I got so much from it. And I've made amazing friends from every co with every co-writer that I wrote with on the trip. And there's something magical when you write with other people. Mm. And is there anyone in particular that you would like to collaborate with? From that retreat? From just in general. Ooh, Julia Michaels. Yeah. 100%. I feel like, I think I'd be so like, oh my gosh, it's Julia Michaels that I'd have to ground <laughs> myself. But I okay. think that would be a magical experience. If you're listening, Julia, get on to us. <laughs> um, right, let's hear one of your tracks anyway. Um, this is the debut single, Nature Foreseen. Uh, tell us a bit more about the song. Yes, so Nature Foreseen, it is an ode and reflection to anyone who has ever felt that they're not good enough for someone. I always say, as I've got older as well, the greatest relationship you'll ever have is the relationship with yourself. So it's so important that you know your own self-worth and you don't put all that pressure into someone loving you. That's something that you need to feel on the inside. So that was my experience with Nature Foreseen. Set free from the reason my love and my heart 
The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. This feels like a good time to talk to you about the other work that you do, because you mentioned before you're a licensed master NLP practitioner and life coach. So tell us a little bit more for anyone who doesn't know about what an NLP practitioner does. Yes, so it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I was speaking to my teacher from my performing arts school valley academy yesterday and she said something and i was like she's so true and she said she's trained in nlp and sometimes you may get some looks like oh, nlp what's that but it's nothing scary so it's basically it's a form of therapy and it can it can help to program positive change it can help to progress for example i specialize in anxiety and nlp has its own set of proven techniques and tools which work with your subconscious mind to help you overcome that so for example if you have really bad anxiety with the nlp techniques all, all installed in place you're able to just ground yourself and mm. you're able to focus and do what you want to do wow it's an interesting time because I feel like anxiety is something people talk about a lot these days, especially since COVID, actually. I don't know if it's something you've been aware of yourself or people around you that you've been aware of. But you say you use your songwriting as a form of sort of almost um, a release in terms of that. How much of your life coach work is now part of your songwriting? It, it really is. And I feel like it's going to become a part of it even more so. And one thing that I would love to say is what I've been really proud of is, although I'm a life coach, Nature of a Scene, I wouldn't say it's the happiest of songs. And I've, I've told my clients, they're like, how are you doing? And I said, yes, Nature of a Scene's coming out. This is my song and I've sent it to them. And I think they admire me more because what I do like to say is I coach through my music, but one of the things I want to always be is authentic mm. so it's not about being like this is me I'm so positive I'm so happy and <laughs> things like this it's like no I want to be authentic because when you work through your emotions and you find your own way to release it and you don't keep it suppressed mm. that's what makes you feel free and that's the best way to be to be honest. and well, that is brilliant <laughs> advice and actually that feeds really nicely into the next thing I was going to ask you about which is social media and I know you've said quite openly that you've had a, a bit of a battle with social media that's probably not the side that you maybe wanted to get into so much <laughs> but 
it's something that tests a lot of artists' anxiety, I guess, because of this whole thing of being forced to kind of show the positives all the time. So what would you say is your relationship with social media now? It's much better than it was. I think I'm really, I'm shocked and I'm proud of myself. But at the beginning, I, I, I never really, I didn't use social media as I was growing up. The only thing I had was Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use Snapchat like people use Snapchat. I just had Snapchat so that I could like wish my friends a happy birthday and, mm-hmm. and like speak to them so I don't have their numbers. So I didn't really have it growing up. And my reason for that was because like it's like a highlights reel of your life and I feel like it's awesome if you use it for yourself and you're happy and I'm not saying anything bad against other people but for me I just wanted to build my foundations my inner foundations of confidence within myself authentically before I go on to that but I always knew that I needed to use it for my music career and what I am really proud about with my social media is I don't really think there's anything up on there definitely not up on my social media where I don't think I'm being myself I've mm. I've really taken it and I've really taken the time to go okay these are my brand values and this is me as a person so I want to let people in as much as I can and I know I will open up more and more as time goes mm. on but slow steps for me mm. I saw that from your social as well I think it's brilliant I mean you're on TikTok as well you've done a lot of kind of performance videos but you've also done some affirmations and stuff as well which is brilliant and is that something you want to do more of would you say yes so with nature for scene I thought if there's anything I want to take from it and I want to give out probably for that song it is that bridge and so it's positivity it's inspiring people sending out good energy to people kindness so for me it's like positive affirmations things to remember things to kind of take for you for the week and and like that but for my next single which 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 has come out is coming out um it's there wasn't there's a positive side to it that i can use but i thought to myself i would then take a different spin on tiktok so it's about a variety of different things really have you managed to stay quite disciplined in terms of you watching other social media because a lot of people i think this is the biggest problem now isn't it that people are consumed by social media they're even the people that they're following people are putting out a lot of very strong opinions a lot of the time which can kind of get a bit overwhelming sometimes for people can't it have you managed to stay away from that would you say absolutely you're so right especially with tiktok i notice i i do this thing i i'll click on it i start scrolling and then i'll come straight off because i i still want to kind of keep myself like i i don't the way I see it is I'm only using social media because of my music career. Yeah. It's not, if I didn't have my music career, I wouldn't be on TikTok and things like that anyway. So although I do like, I like looking at what other musicians are doing and what other things, like I've realised what a trend is on TikTok, so I'm not so out of the loop <laughs> now. But I think it's still important to kind of make sure you know when to shut off, really. Yeah. And is that... It's interesting to get your advice then as a life coach for any other artists who are trying to break through on social media in particular. Is there any key bit of advice you would offer to those artists who are struggling with the whole social media thing? I think it's probably just be yourself. I think a lot of artists that do really well on TikTok and social media and that are the artists that enjoy what they are doing. I've seen artists on TikTok who are fabulous at what they do and they do so much like really cool content and you can tell that they know how to edit it and it's amazing and for me watching it I'm like 
fantastic. But for me to do it right now, I'm thinking I'd rather do something that I know I can do and I want to do for now. So I think it's about doing what feels right to you, really. That's good advice. Okay, let's have a listen to your second track, which is um, a cover version, um, a Michael Jackson cover version, Billie Jean. Uh, This is a brilliant version of it. So tell us a bit more about why you wanted to do this song. Yes, I... I've been doing this cover for a while now. I think I've been doing it since about 18 years old. And I don't even know how it it came to me, this particular arrangement. I think it's because I'm not the strongest guitar player. So I was on guitar tabs and I was looking for covers where I know the chords and I knew the chords for the Billie Jean. So when I was playing it, I was like, oh, I like my own version because I'm not going to try it to do all the riffs I can't can't play at the moment so um that's how it came about and this is the arrangement for it she was more like a beauty queen from the movie scene I said don't mind but what do you mean I am the one who will dance on the in the round She said I am the one who will dance on the floor in the round She told me her name was Billie Jean that she caused a scene with every head turn without a dream of being the one who will dance on the floor in the on a side but who can stand when she's in the man her skin is a mess cause we danced on the floor in the round so take my strong advice just remember to always think twice she told my baby we danced to three then she looked at me then showed a photo my baby cried his eyes were like
The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. So I wanted to ask you more about something we touched on earlier on, which was this fundraising that you did for the Teenage Cancer Trust um, and your friend Thomas, who we spoke to about briefly. Um, talk us more through that story. Yes, so ever since Thomas passed away, I've found so much comfort. I'm a Catholic Christian and listening to hymns has really brought me so much peace because it's reminded me of my time in primary school particularly with Thomas and that for me it brings me way back to when we were very much children and everything was just innocent and peaceful and so I thought to myself if I wanted to do any campaign for Thomas in memory of him for Teenage Cancer Trust I would love to do a mini three hymn album so there were so many hymns to choose from so I chose the three that that meant a lot to me especially growing up that I love to hear in church as well so I asked my two friends from university and they they don't their artist brand's very different so I thought I'm, I'm just going to see what they say and they were so lovely and they said yeah come to our studio and we'll get it recorded for you they produced it so very thankful to them. Mm. Am I allowed to ask which hymns you went for? In yes the so I went for Freely Freely. I love that. It's really yeah, nice that yeah. Bless Every God which is my favourite yeah, hymn yeah. and Sing It in the Valleys which I'll admit it was hard to sing it was quite yeah. high but yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> wow, amazing. And obviously your faith, by the sounds of it, is very important to you. Would you do more of those sort of um, style of recordings in the future? Would you do more sort of hymns as part of an EP? Is that something you've thought about doing? Ooh, I would love to, actually. I think the only... I've, I've realised as I've grown up that I am really quite spiritual and my faith is a huge part of my life. I don't go to church every single week, but I hold my faith in my heart. Mm. But I would like to. So the work that you did for the Teenage Cancer Trust, um, obviously it's an amazing charity to support. And if anyone wanted to um, support that charity in any way, how best can they go about supporting them? Yes, so there is a link on my Instagram or Facebook. I think it's my link tree. If you click on that, it says teenage, um, donate to Teenage Cancer Trust. So mm. you'll be able to donate through that campaign. Such an important charity and uh, here at the RNOH um, we've also got a cancer charity the SET um, which is very well worth supporting as well um, and they do a lot of research for that here in the hospital so amazing work that they do and amazing that you've supported it so so well That's done great. for that. Um, so let's go on to something completely different now when you're completely unwinding and uh, when you're not doing music and life coaching and stuff what's the perfect chill weekend for you would you say? Oh, yes well I think I may give a really, it may be a boring answer, but it may not be a boring answer. But for me, food. I love yeah. to just like go to M&S or Tesco's, buy lots of food that I like and just put on a good film and just relax. I think for me, family times, um, it's nice. I really enjoy yeah. it. And I think it's so important with music to kind of like enjoy what you're doing with that, but also take time out for yourself to just kind of have the balance of like the work. Cause I feel like I am very much like work, 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 yeah. work, work. It's important to kind of rest too. So what sort of um, food in particular, do you cook yourself by the way? Are you? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm the best cook, Okay, but 
in terms of I would love a takeaway when it comes yeah. to weekend if I've noticed that obviously if I have something coming up then I'll try yeah, yeah. try to eat but a good takeaway what's your what's your favourite takeaway what's your takeaway favorite choice take- it changes all the time I'm definitely going through Thai okay. Thai takeaway yeah. phase at the moment and it's only because I, I never had it it was my friend that introduced it to oh, me well. okay. and then I was like wow this is great it's different to Chinese but it's like yeah. healthier but yeah. it's still really nice it's true actually so imagine um, a fancy dinner party, right? So you're having your Thai takeaway. You can invite three famous guests round oh. to have a chat to, and just get to know them. Who would be your Who would be your three, and why? Oh, great question. So um, I would invite Julia Michaels, number one. Obviously, <laughs> I would invite Dua Lipa. I love Dua Lipa. Oh, really? Yeah, she's amazing. And. John Bellion. I don't know if you may know who John no, Bellion is. No, I've heard is. the name, but um, yeah. I talk about John Bellion a lot. Right. And he, he's a singer, songwriter, producer. He's produced for the likes of Justin Bieber, John Cook, yeah. lots of artists, Maroon 5. So I feel like that would be really interesting. That would be an amazing for the party, <laughs> wouldn't it? And actually, talking about some of these big names, you've, you've actually collaborated with some amazing people already, some Gra- Grammy Award winners, um, Gary Nicholson, Beth Nielsen Chapman. This was all part of your Texas visit, wasn't it? Yes. So what what would you say you learned from them? What was the biggest takeaway that you had from, from working with them? I think it's that they're just they're just normal individuals. And that may sound like a weird way that I'm explaining it, but you know when you think, Oh, how do how do they go about their writing process? How do they go about life? And you realise that they just have passion for what they do. And I wrote I didn't write with Beth, but she was on the retreat. Mm. I wrote with Gary Nicholson and it was so fun. So I wrote with Gary Nicholson and an artist who's really he's doing well at the moment, Jack Harris. He's mm. doing well on TikTok. And um I was I came up with this idea and I showed it to Jack before Gary came and I was like, What do you think of this? And Jack's like, Yeah, this is great and he was going through it. And then Gary came and picked up the guitar and then like put his stamp and started riffing and things like that with the guitar. And I was like, yeah, he knows his stuff. He knows yeah. his style. But also, he didn't try and control how the song went. I know there was an idea where the song was in a minor key, and I love writing in a minor key. And then he said, how about we bring it to like a major key? And it changed the whole kind of style of the song. And he was like, what do you think of it? And then I realised, I think Jack agreed to me, no, I think it would be great if we kept to a minor key. And mm. it was awesome because mm. he was like, yes, amazing, what about this and that? So you realise that... It really is teamwork. So let's talk about this new track that's coming out. In fact, it's just come out, um, So Blue. Um, What can you tell us about this song? Yes, so So Blue. So this is the first song that I actually wrote from that wisdom, Keep It Simple Mm. Stupid. So I wrote it in about 20 minutes. It was very quick. And that's why when I'm saying about the meaning of the song, it's I say it's reception theory. And that means that it is open to interpretation. It's kind of like you can, you may, you and someone else may have a different version of what happens at the end of the song. But it's talking about being blue, but then it's about finding your own blue as well and what that means to you. Wow. Um, well, it's a brilliant track, and um, do make sure you download that, stream it wherever you uh, do your streaming. Um, it's just been released, as I say, so go and check that out. Uh, what else have you got planned for 2024? What, what's the next few months hold for you? Really busy. Yeah. Really bu- I've realised that I'm I'm always going to kind of be releasing music. I'm going to be releasing a lot of music throughout 2024, so busy with that I've got my favorite song coming out it's with because I've had to be like two months ahead yeah. of everything so 
I've, I'm like preparing for April's release at the moment, which wow. is like, wow, okay. But I feel like I've been writing loads as well. I think it's going to be enjoying what I'm doing. I think that's the main thing, not just thinking about, oh, this song's coming out, this is coming out. It's like enjoying what I'm doing and seeing what happens. It's hard, isn't it, when you're planning so far ahead to kind of enjoy the moment, you know, with this yeah. release that has just come out, you want to be appreciating that whilst at the same time looking forward as well, so... Um, well, we can't wait to hear more, that's for sure. Um, if anyone wants to find out more about you, where can they find you on the socials? They can find me at Serena Itu. So S-E-R-E-N-A-I-T-T-O. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yes, yeah, see, I'm still trying to get socials. used to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. We'll do check that out. And we're going to play out with another track that you did called Fight the Earth. So tell us a bit more yes. about this one. So... I wrote this song when I was 14, Fight the Earth. So it's it's it, I really like it. It's a different one. I didn't want to um I wanted a one that kind of represents love. Like I I wrote this song when I was 14 years old and the lyrics haven't changed since Serena the 14-year-old. So I really like it. Brilliant. It's a great track. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. are seeking for your gentle touch Our eyes are locked in Filled with love My heart is slowly melting Yearning Just come a little closer The way you whisper in my ear Oh, you're so near You're here It's clear to see All I need is your company Baby, can you see that you're all I've ever dreamed of Your love for me is just enough I swear, my love, you're all I want I'd fight the earth for you I promise love and all I have I give to you such thing in this world could make me feel as bright as you I promise times both good and bad will hold you through I know this might sound a little crazy But I'd fight the earth for you What I'd do to make you see that my heart's loving Wanting you with me, your lips you cushion Softly, gotta turn away Cause every day, the same tingling sensation Oh, your eyes, they light up every nation Don't you know that I would do anything for you Like a fool would break all the heavy rules You're weak and this is I will bear through You know I'd fight the earth for you I promise love and all I have I give to you No such thing in this world could make me feel as bright as you I promise times both good and bad will hold you through Crazy but this much is true you know I'd fight the earth for you. 
Thank、you 